Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And welcome to Ghana Connect. One of the biggest conversations this week, perhaps the biggest, has been the talk about mass immigration from Ghana. So many videos have gone viral of long winding queues at various embassies and high commissions in the country of youthful and exuberant people waiting to make a case for why they deserve visas to leave this country. Our airport is bustling with exits. For some, even without an idea of what the future holds in these new countries, they all want to leave regardless. They are probably saying, quote, any country but Ghana. Even more alarming are the people who are still here but do not want to miss any opportunity to leave. In this Ecuador's economy, if you give me one million dollars, I will still travel outside. I will leave this country. In fact, don't give me anything. It means I want to leave. I will not use it to go back to somebody's country to develop it. That's about it for the show tonight. So many people leaving. And the question we are asking on the show tonight are why are so many people, young people especially, living in their droves? Or is it a case that this country is simply not worth living in right now? And what do you personally think? What are you doing yourself? Is it that you also want to leave? We connect with some really interesting minds to share some really interesting thoughts after this break. Doing. Doing gets you learning. Learning starts you wondering. Wondering triggers thinking. Thinking becomes planning. Planning evolves to trying. After trying, you're succeeding, winning, owning. Now, doing that starts with outdoing your limits. Outdo them all with MTN. So, what are we doing today? Who 
Hooray! The Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited's Back to School promotion is here with us once again. From the 4th of September to the 31st of October 2023, Kingdom Books and Stationery Limited is giving a generous 10% to 15% discount on all school items like textbooks, pens, pencils, erasers, exercise books, and so much more across all our branches in Accra, Tema, Kumasi, Takradi, Winnebine, Cape Coast. Parents, teachers, and students, please hurry while stock lasts. For more information, call us on 0302-764-101 or 0302-764-209 or email info at kingdomgh.com. You can also visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Kingdom Books, where quality and affordability are both assured. Terms and conditions apply. Luxurious affordable living is your right, and no one understands it better than BOT Properties. BOT Properties specializes in modern residential buildings and commercial office spaces. Our properties include the Equator, a 12-story made up of over 100 apartments near Accra Mall. At the Equator Courts, we offer you the deluxe living experience with our top-of-the-range homes, high-quality homes built with style and precision to suit your lifestyle. The Equator Courts is a gated community with two story four-bedroom detached houses at Ubuju East Legon near American House. Our office complexes include Zion House, Shiashi East Legon, Zion House, Sofaline Interchange, Kumase. Our offices and apartments are for both rental and outright purchases at affordable prices and with flexible payment terms. Kindly contact us on 0257-960-919 or visit botproperties.com. BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double-layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana, and now introduces the customer specs order, which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tank gives you the biggest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project, or demand, choose Syntex Tank. Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a year strong, a year tough. I'm afraid. Welcome back to the show. And this is still Ghana Connect right here on Joy 99.7 FM. So like I was telling you before, 
that break, that conversation about Japa, you might have heard that on social media, it's becoming one of the lingo in Ghanaian language, Japa. And so many people are just wishing they would leave. Some of my colleagues from school, some of them, I remember once I had fufu with someone in the morning, in the evening, he was sending me a WhatsApp message with plus 444. He was no longer at the country. He didn't even tell me why we're having fufu. So that is the conversation. Why are so many young Ghanaian people living in Drews? economy if you give me one million dollars i will still travel so i would say that i'll use the money to stay in ghana i'll not use it to go back to somebody's country to develop it okay. <laughs> because i think i can make more than that So, so those were some young Ghanaians there. And that question was asked on the Super Morning Show this morning, whether they would leave Ghana or they would stay if they were given $20,000. You heard that gentleman say that even if you give them $1 million, they are gone. They are not staying in this country. You see pictures from the airport. You go to Czech embassy. So many embassies and high commissions in the country. The queues, the massing up. Or are we misrepresenting it? Is it just a normal thing or it's just this venture of media now reporting much from there? So that is, that is about the conversation today. And we have some really interesting minds who are joining us to connect on this important matter. Connecting with us, David Quay is an international relations enthusiast. For what I know, he's looking to get out. I think I know the answer, but we'll find out very soon. David, good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening, Kweku. Um, thanks for having me. Super. Umar Farouk is a Ghanaian nurse working in the United Kingdom. He's connecting with us. Umar Farouk, good to have you. If you can unmute, Umar Farouk. Oh, good. Yeah, good to have you. Great, Umar Farouk, there connecting with us. Um, Eradam Karim is a farmer. He's also traversed the world, but is he looking to abandon it all and leave? Karim, good to have you. 
Charlie, it's good to be here. Um, good evening to you and to your listeners as well. Super. I'll go to Karim shortly, pick his thought on whether or not he'll be looking to leave. Michelle is also a health worker in the United Kingdom and is connecting with us all the way up there in the United Kingdom. Michelle, good to hear from you. Yeah, good to hear from you too. Super. Joshua Ope is immediate part general secretary of the National Union of Ghana Students. Ope, what's up? Cool. Uh, glad to be here. Super good to have you here. Emmanuel Owusu J has Japan already. Emmanuel <laughs> <laughs> Owusu J is gone. He was my friend. We had some talk that morning. The next evening, that guy was tricking me. Tennessee in the United States of America. He's connecting with us. Kweku Ampi. Kweku, good to have you. Are you so idiot? Very good evening to your listeners as well. Karim didn't hear. You just Japan like that. Oh, Karim knew I would leave. <laughs> Super. I'll come to that shortly. And then, our final guest, really sharp mind, connecting with us, Wanda Victor Kuto, an immigration lawyer. He knows a lot about this. I've seen him advertise for people who want to leave. So, he's actually part of the people who are connecting people to leave the country. He's currently in the United States and he's connecting with us. Wanda, good evening and good to have you here. Yeah, good evening. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Super. So let's go around the table and guys, let's make this as conversational as possible. Let's talk to each other. For those of you listening, you can join in 055-111-997. 055-111-997. That's our WhatsApp and Telegram. You can connect with us. You can go to any of our social media platforms, both on Facebook and Twitter, and leave your message. Mind you, we're actually streaming also on X Spaces. Formerly Twitter, X Spaces, you can join in there. For those of you joining in, I see a number of people. You can leave your comments and we'll come around and deal with that. So, guys, let's get right into the conversation. Let me start with you, Karim. And briefly, let's go around the table and then let's get into the substantive issues. Are you looking to leave Ghana? Not at all. Why? <laughs> um, I, know, I know a lot of people are going are gonna to have issues you know, with me, especially because of my take on this particular subject. Because yeah. you probably drove a Benz here oh. today, so it means you are really comfortable in this. No, no, that's, 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 that's not the case. Prior to even, you know, driving um, a Benz, I still, I still would pick a gun on, on any day. Um, and, this is, and this is why, as it stands now, I have no concrete plan as to exactly what it is I'm going to be doing in another part of the world or in another person's country um, to start with. And uh, so far as I'm concerned, at least I have a plan um, with which I'm here in Ghana. And if I'm able to follow through with that plan by the grace of God, inshallah, um, I should be able to get to the destination that I want to get to. And so for me, that's, that's like the major reason why I'm here. And of course, the fact that um, our country is a very peaceful one um, for that matter. So I mean, you understand. So for me, those are some of the reasons why I feel like it's it's okay to want to be here. It's not that I'm afraid of change. I'm not afraid of change. But I I love I love this country. I love the environment. I love the people here. You know, and, and for me, for me, I would I would I would want to be here. Oh, Karim, I think we are getting some interruption from our Zoom. Is it Omar Farouk or Michelle? If you can kindly mute, and then I'll come I'll come to you shortly, Karim. So you can wrap yes, up. Yes, and, and for those who know me, one of the conversations that I usually have people, I tell them that should I ever decide to leave Ghana. Two or maybe three things would be the reasons why I would leave Ghana. One, um, maybe I'm going out to pursue, you know, a PhD. Then I would leave Ghana. Maybe I get some really good full scholarship to go do some program abroad. Uh, that would be enough motivation for me to leave Ghana. Two, um, I get a, a good paying job, 
you know, far more better than what I'm presently, you know, earning <laughs> here in Ghana, right? Then that would also be another motivation for me to want to leave Ghana. Or perhaps I find the woman of my dreams who is, you know, in, a, in another part of the world, right? And, you join them there. And, and, and she's able to convince me enough as to okay. why I should leave Ghana and, you know, and join her abroad. Then these three things would be the major reasons why I would, you know, possibly leave Ghana. But when I say leave, I'm not leaving forever and ever. But I shouldn't go and, you know, be there yeah. for a while, stay out of Ghana for maybe six months, three... Interestingly, I've never been out of Ghana for more than a month. Mm. Yeah. When you come, you oh, three weeks. Mm. You get it. That's it. So these are the three things, you know, three reasons why... You want to stay. I, you know, I would, I would leave. But without this, ah, okay. I'm, I'm here. You're here. Yeah. Uh, David, are you looking to Japan? Or you are looking to stay? I think I know the oh, answer. Maybe, so let's see. Maybe the man no day here. Maybe there's a, it's a, it's a, there's a lie detector. So are you looking to stay or you are looking to leave? I, I, I hope that the conversation will move away. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. From directly asking me whether <laughs> I want to leave or not. Yeah. And Don't worry, can... your people from the house, they're not listening. So. <laughs> Everybody's listening, don't worry. But I mean, um, I, I, this the, the issue, right, is... I think that it is not just about people desiring to want to leave the country. It's, of course, it's about the reasoning behind why people want to leave the country. That is what I think that we should be discussing. Because, I mean, for somebody like Karim, who has something running and who has a system that is working for him, he would obviously find no reason to want to leave the country. Because, like, I keep telling a lot of people that I have conversations with, this country is, is a very lovely place. When you have the resource and you have the means, I don't know why I would want to go to another man's country. For, for what exactly? If just to go visit and come back to Ghana, that's okay. But to want to go and stay in another man's country when I have the means and, you know, the structures that will allow me to live a very good life, I will not want to leave this country. So... It's it, we need to discuss what the circumstances that are pushing people out of the country, and it is the fact that people are not getting jobs to do. Those who are getting jobs to do are being underpaid. I have a colleague who you know just reached out to me, she's been working for about eight months with no pay, Ooh. and it is the case because it is a startup company. And you know how sometimes these startups operate. You a startup company that has just started operating, you get a very huge grant that you are supposed to invest the grant into your business. You frivolously spend the money on getting, you know, brand new cars, getting expensive office space and whatnot. And now your finances are running down the drain. Humbles. So you are, you know, hurting other people by not paying them because of, you know, bad decisions that you've taken. Hmm. So people are going, people are being underpaid, right? People are not getting jobs to do. And there's a lot of pressure, especially on young men. You know, in our part mm. of the world, it is you, the man, you mm. have to take care of the family. Charlie. And so you are in the university, you are done university. Mm. And 
they are asking you that Charlie drop some thousand CDs at the end of yeah. the month. You, hey. you they be craving before you left uni that your girlfriend are paying. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's a lot of expectations for you as a young man. And if you're working in a space that does not allow you to be able to freely live the kind of life that you want and also be able to offer the help that your family is also expecting from you, then you, you, you want to look at other means that you can, you can make these things happen. And of course, for others, that is exiting the country mm. to seek for a greener pasture. As to passes. whether the pastures are truly green or not, it is one that they will mm. need to go and find out. There are those who say that, Charlie, they don't even care so much. If they, they, once the grass is green small, they are gone. Let, let, me, let, let, me, let me go to you, um, Umar Farouk. And the last time we spoke to you on Ghana Connect about how young people, health professionals are living, you made the point that a lot of your colleagues in Ghana want to join you in the United Kingdom and you're actually not looking forward to coming back. Is it still similar sentiments? Yes, um, it is. It's nothing I've seen that. Um, and I don't think anything is going to change. Well, I think Karim's um, um, submission and the fact that he's not willing to get account he, he has a compelling reason. And fair enough, Karim is, uh, I mean, whilst he's got a Karim is driving uh, Ben, he's okay. I mean, he has. He has everything to woo whoever he wants. So, um, I mean, Karim at this time may not have I mean, a reason to, to leave Ghana. But if you have someone like me who has tried to live in the country, um, I didn't have hope of what um, I mean, um, he is going to eat the next day. Charlie, but why are we not here then? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. So if, if you are someone like who wakes up in the morning, um, and there is nothing to 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 hopeful about, no job, nothing to get, even if even when you are working, you are you are working at a page and you've got um I mean responsibilities bigger than that of um the minister of finance, then um I mean you have every reason to think of um jumping out of out of the country. Mm. Ghana is for us that it is our great grandfather migrated from someone for I mean for, for, for reasons. It's either they migrated from wherever they are to hunt and then they finally settled in Ghana. And hunting is, is, is I mean more or less equal to what we are doing now. So in our case we have left Ghana to come somewhere to come and as whether the grass is greener here or not. I mean it's it's it's, uh, it's a matter of for another day uh, to yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for those of you wondering, Omar Farouk is a Ghanaian nurse trained here in Ghana, but based in the UK now. He's doing so well. The last time he talked, he talked to us about the difference in what he earns there compared to what is happening here. Imanolo Uswe J is now doing his um, postgraduate study course in the united states of america and i was telling you for those of us who knew him we were, we were with him the previous night the, the next thing we knew he was he was gone he didn't tell anybody and now he's japan he's telling everybody to jump as well. i mean you look you look at the reasons that have been adduced around the table as to why people must live or not do you do you do you sense that young people in this country are simply exasperated and that they just don't feel like there's any hope for them around and so they just want to go 
Okay, Kweku, um, thank you very much. The, the fact is that, I mean, there is hope in Ghana, if you ask me, because, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities in Ghana that people can actually, you know, like, take. But, the f I mean, the other side of it is also the fact that uh, finding these opportunities is also very difficult. Especially, I mean, when, when you are done with school, finding job like, in Ghana is... I think one of the very difficult things to, I mean, like, to get. You ran away left this. So, like, I mean, like, for myself, I mean, but I was you, you ran and left the job for here. <laughs> you were working and you still left. Oh, I mean, I Amp had him. to leave for someone to, I mean, like, you know, like, pick up the So, the issue is that, Kweku, I've always <clears> maintained that the, the, the fact that people are living, like, I mean, Ghana, to me, is not a new thing. I mean, like, it's something that, you know, like, has been since, like, the 80s. If if you ask, I mean, like your mothers and your uncles, they will tell you something that when they were done with school, their mates actually left. But uh, but you know, like the current issue is that Africa's population is very young, and the other, I mean, um, continent, Europe, um, the America, I mean, like UK, they are aging. If you look at the average age, they are doing around thirty years, thirty five years. We are. I mean, by the next decade, we will be doing like 10, um, 18 years as the average age. So it means that, I mean, we have a very good workforce. But this workforce that we have, our country cannot contain us because if you look at the number of um, graduates that the universities churn out every year, how many industries do we have? How many accounting students are being churned out? How many, I mean, banking and finance jobs that we have in Ghana. So most definitely, people must leave so that they will be able to contribute to the world's development. And I mean, the, the other twist of it is that when people leave, they contribute towards the growth of the GDP. And um, possibly maybe we have not looked at that because mm -hmm. if you look at, I mean, 2020, 2021 like this, the contribution of remittances did around 3%, more than what insurance is doing to, I mean, like, um, to our country's GDP. So the moving of young people, uh, I mean, the whole fuss about it, to me, like, I'm a bit surprised because like, this is like we are, we are more talking about it this time, but it's, it's actually not a new thing because the jobs in Ghana are very scarce and it is very difficult for you to I mean, like, get yourself a very good paying job. Averagely, averagely, a contract staff in Ghana who even work in the bank is paid like 2,500 or 2,000. Wow. Imagine. Where are you getting these figures from? Because from what I know, it's just low. I mean, you are, you, you are telling me that a contract staffer in Ghana is getting 2,500. The average one is getting 800,000. For sure, we did. For sure, we did. 800,000. No, averagely. I mean, averagely, a contract staff. I mean, that, like that's, a, that's very high on Ghana. average. I mean, I mean, but I mean, make the point. Right. So it means that I mean, like a permanent staff will be doing around five thousand. And looking at, <laughs> I mean, the 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 current situation in Ghana, living on three thousand Ghana cities or two thousand five hundred Ghana cities, I mean, possibly you may have to cut down. I mean, like some lifestyle. So so you need to be able. You need to cut down lifestyle expenditure to be able to survive in a crowd. Good point there, Imano. I'll come back to you. Please hold it there for me. But, I mean, Wanda, you are an immigration lawyer. I mean, what what do you sense is getting so many people to want to leave? And 
What kind of reasons do they give you in terms of processing it? I know sometimes it's not official that you give reasons, but for most of the visa applications, you have to give reasons. Why are you traveling? I mean, what, what sense are you getting in terms of how young people are living? And is it because they just feel like there's no hope for this country and, and they just want to leave? Yeah, thank you very much and good evening to our viewers uh, and my, my, my colleagues on air. Respectfully, I must say that uh, in the 21st century as we are, the fact is that traveling has become part of our culture. Mm. That is a fact. Admittedly, globalization helps and it hurts at the same time. But one of the things we must admit or come to terms with is that Ghana is an import-dependent nation. What this means is that most of the things that we have in Ghana are imported out from outside into Ghana. And most of these institutions in Ghana have business partners outside of Ghana. And naturally, once in a while, people want to meet their business partners. So this mostly forces Ghanaians to travel out for conferences, for business meetings and engagements. So it is not always the, the, the time that people want to migrate permanently. And there's a need for us to differentiate between non-immigrant applicants and immigrant applicants. I'm sure we'll come to that. Yeah. You see, by my worry now is for the non-immigrant visa applicants, particularly students who yeah. are refused highly. If you look at the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, if you look at the records, as it stands now, there's significant variations in rejection rates by global region. Just last year alone, over 54% of African students were denied F1. When I talk about F1, I'm talking about the student visas. Yes, were denied F1 visas as compared to just 9% re rejection rate for European students. That is where we are now. Now, talking about the reasons, when you speak with, with clients across Africa, not just Ghana, they will tell you they want better future for themselves and their children, particularly their children. Most of them feel their local. Once they become citizens of Canada or US, automatically it helps their spouse and their children. And as you may know, under the US laws, immediate families can file for their children and their, their spouse. So most of them talk about better future. And also there's this issue of, I have some clients in Nigeria, interestingly, he told me about political instability. And I said, ah, but Nigeria, one of the last time they had issues with political instability. And so can't I see the wind coming, the coup d'etat from Niger, uh, Burkina, Mali? So there's this sense of political instability mm -hmm. within the uh, Africa or West African sub-region. That's also one of the reasons why people want to travel. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also a political aspect of it. You know, most political parties uh, in Ghana have their diaspora chapter uh, outside Ghana. Uh, just last week, I participated in the NDC Florida chapter meeting here in Gainesville, Florida. I, I understand the MPP, they are also having their, 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 their meeting very soon. So essentially, this diaspora chapters also invite political activists from Ghana to visit them and all of that. So in the 21st century, traveling is not necessarily a, a bad thing, but you must look, put it in a proper context. As to the reasons, it, it, it ranges from better life for themselves, their children, education abroad. Some even want to want to give birth in the U.S. As you may be aware, the U.S. practice what we call 
the Jusole system. Jusole, meaning that once you give birth in the U.S., automatically the child becomes a U.S. citizen. With the exception of uh, ambassadors' children or those who are in active military services, with, with the exception of these people, any other person who give birth on the U.S. soil, by virtue of the fact that the U.S. practice the Jusole system, the child automatically assumes the U.S. citizenship. So some people naturally we want to uh, come to the U.S. to give birth. Unlike the U.K., U.K., they practice the Jewish sanguinous. The Jewish sanguinous, giving birth in the U.K. does not automatically guarantee citizenship to your child because the U.S., uh, the U.K. factor parentage, where your parents come from. So essentially, there are a number of reasons. But my worry now is the refusal rate. If you look at the resources that goes into an application, you'll be sure. Look, for students, for example, the MRV fees, popular known as the visa fee, is not enough. They, they also pay what you call the service fee, the service fee, which is compulsory. Without the service fee, you will not, be, you will not even be granted the, the visa. You pay all this money, and these monies are non-refundable. You pay this money to the U.S. government, you are refused, and that's it. And this is a lot of money. $350 now, if I'm right, should be more than 3,000 Ghana cities. Yes, should be, should, be, should be more than three thousand Ghana cities. I mean, I mean, good points that you you've made there, Wanda, and I mean, it's it's time that I want to bring in some good 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 other people there. But you've really laid the foundation for some of these people and why they are living. So let me do my last guest, then I'll come back into the studio. So, I mean, Michelle is a house worker. Until recently, he was in Ghana. He's left. But what is what is his, what is he doing now? And does he have any hope or expectation that he will return? To the country very soon michelle good to hear from you yeah again. thank you very much and all those listening to us yeah, yeah. as you said um it's been just six months okay. from ghana now um you know before i left ghana i i i never had that kind of um, thinking i want to travel i want to travel but i thought i could make it in ghana but they always say travel and see I realized that you know I, I I made a very big mistake wasting all those times in Ghana because <laughs> there are better opportunities and I advise everybody <laughs> in, oh. <laughs> yeah. that's just by the way but cool. you know um I, to say this you see our our I we always say our system our system our system. I had a friend in secondary school, okay? He did business in secondary school, had A's in accounting and other things. He went to um, he went to University of Ghana and they gave him political science. Even though he had all those things, all those A's, he did political science and he's here in the UK and he's a nurse. You see, they mess people up. And I think it is high time the system should stop favoring some people and make a system that can favor everybody. Because I know lots of people who 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 from secondary school were good business students, but they just couldn't get to the business school in Ghana, and they were giving music, religion, just displacing these children. And and it is it is something that we need to talk about that the system in Ghana is not good at all, especially the education system. And when your education system is not good, where where are you heading to? Because it is all about education that gives you the platform to. Uh, to to produce well in the country and to add to that i would say that um, when i have an opportunity to come to a country that have free healthcare, free education 
why would I choose Ghana over this country? But the point is that Ghana is always Ghana and Ghana is sweet. You know, you always go back to Ghana and you are happy to be home. Ghana, home. Ghana is sweet for, for, for people who have who bring in a castle because I think recently there was this guy making a point about I mean the dream is to leave the country, bring in dollars and pounds to, during Christmas, and you are, you are, you enjoy it. If you have money in Ghana, you enjoy it. I mean, let me let me let me come back to the studio and Michelle, I'll come back to you. Good point that you make there. Michelle says he used to think he could make it in Ghana. Then he left. Then he realized that he, yeah, I've made a big mistake. I should have left earlier. Kar Karim, I mean, is, is there hope? I mean, you've given your reasons why yeah. you think you want to stay. Yeah. But for so many people, the reality they face. Yeah. Because there are people who do not know what they want to go and do in the US or UK yeah. or Czech Republic yeah. or Vietnam. Yeah. But they want to go anyway. Yeah. So, is, do, you, do you sense that as a country, mm. we are giving young people, we are giving everyone hope okay. so that they can believe that this is a country I can stay in and All make right. it. All right. So now let me let me let me get into the conversation proper. My introductory remarks were just introductory remarks as to why I would, you know, stay in Ghana and not want to leave. But yesterday, if um, on the, um, the Legon Influencers X space, I made it clear that if anyone gets the opportunity to go, I won't advise you not to go. When the opportunity avails itself, take it, go, try it, travel and see. Go and have an experience. Go and look at whatever it is that happens in that part of the world. At the end of the day, if it works for you, fair enough, then so be it. If it doesn't work for you, thankfully, you still have Ghana to look, you know, look back at and to, and, and, and to come back to. And that's why sometimes I'm, I, I try to advise a lot of our brothers and sisters who go out there on some of the utterances that they make, you know, about, about Ghana. That uh, Chalea should, like, you know, Michelle said I should have gone. <laughs> Let's be extremely careful about some of these comments because I think that's very bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, I understand that times are hard. It's, it's, it's normal. Times are hard everywhere in every other part of the world. But of, course, but, but of course, Ghana, Ghana is what we have. If everyone decides to leave Ghana, who is, who, is, who is going to stay and build Ghana? If everyone decides, so you're going to go to America, you're going to go to the United Kingdom, you're going to go to, to Germany or France or wherever it is, and then become a citizen there. And what do you tell your kids? The, where do you come from? You get it. You want you want to you want to bring your kids back home for vacation sometimes, and when they come back, how is the how is the Ghana going to look like? You know, to them. So at the end of the day, we should all be looking at how we can contribute towards making the Ghana, you know, um, that we have today, the Ghana that we want it to be in future. So if you're leaving Ghana to go somewhere else to go study to go see greener pastures and all of that, the notion behind it, the idea behind it is that at the end of the day. I want to go and learn. I want to go and make money. I want to go and set up businesses and whatever it is so that I can come back home and make Ghana what I want it to be for me, for my children, and for my grandchildren. Not that you're leaving Ghana eventually with no plan whatsoever of coming back someday. I think that's, that's very... And for me, that's, that's the hurt that I get every day when so many young people leave every day and they pass some of these derogatory comments you know about Ghana. If everybody leaves, if I decide to leave to give, all the fine brains decide to leave, and and and, and nobody wants to come back again. What's going to happen to our country? Of course, I understand that times are hard. Times are extremely difficult. There have been times I've harbored thoughts of wanting to leave Ghana. And let me be let me be very honest on this platform for people who are very close to me. September last year, I was supposed to have left Ghana. You know what prevented me from leaving Ghana? I was involved in a motorbike accident. And this was just around the same period. So <laughs> between yesterday and today, my sisters have been sending me videos of me walking in clutches and all of that just to, you know, make fun of me. And then we thank God for life. I would have left Ghana if not for that particular accident, right? 
And for me, after the accident, there was enough reason for me to sit back and rethink. Okay, I think God actually wants me to stay. So during the period that I was in the hospital bed and at home being nursed, then I started thinking a lot, right? And that's when I decided, look, you know what? I'm going to stay back home. I'm going to actively look for a job and find something to do and also contribute my quota towards developing Ghana. And so when the opportunity prevent, uh, presents itself, itself, take it. I'm not going to say don't take, don't it, take it. But when you go, the notion is not for you to go and not have intentions of ever coming back or ever contributing towards development. I think that the notion should be to go learn, see the things that they do, make money of course, bring the remittance home. We want it. Bring it. Bring all the connections. I know people who leave Ghana purposely <laughs> because they are going to look for connections and come back. Mm. When I go, I'm going to look for investors. I'm going to look for grants from my NGO. Yeah, That's why I leave Ghana. Mm. And then I come back to contribute to development. That should be the mindset that, that should, we should have, Kweku. That, and that not, you know, be focused solely on, 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 on <laughs> our selfish interests. Mm. Let's I think mean, about the country. David, good point there, Karim makes, isn't it? Yeah. That people just want to live without a plan. I mean, is that the same sense you get or you think, well, any other place but Ghana? See, it's, it's not even about whether people have a plan or they don't have a plan. Yes, indeed, you, you have cases like Karim is saying, where people don't, read, all they think about is, I just need to leave. You see, I was speaking to a friend who was saying, actually, even if I get Taiwan or I get Vietnam, I'm going. <laughs> it, 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 you know, the, it's, the situation looks so precarious that people feel that I just need to leave. Right. In fact, I was at a program yesterday organized by IEA that had a director of the Ghana uh, NDPC, you know, National Development Planning Commission there. And he was talking about how, look at an organization or an entity like NDPC not having funds to be able to print reports to submit to parliament and needing, in, you know, funding from private donors outside the country to be able to print common reports for their own government to be able to see what they are doing in terms of planning for the country so you see that the system that we find ourselves in is suffocating the system is suffocating and people just want to be able to breathe and that is what is making people want to leave and you you hear conversations like i mean if people have the freedom of speech to be able to say that don't go why do i go and you're also coming to tell me that i should not say that i don't want to come back again we all have our freedom of speech, right? So if me, I think that, I mean, I'm out. And based on the experience that I'm now um, going through at the other side, I'm going to say that, see, Ghana is just not it for me. Just let, let people be free. I mean, let them say what they want to say. It's quite unfortunate that that is where we find ourselves. But that is the situation. That is where the country has where the country has brought us. Good point Breezy makes there. Like... The people just do not have any sense of hope and any sense of direction that this is a place to live and this is a place to get to marry, to have your sweetheart and live something <laughs> like Because Charlie, now the boys, David Quay and Charlie, people are starting You, you tell girls. me you want to marry. Please, I'm um, make but, the point. But, 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 but the, point, the point is that these people who are living saying that the country is hopeless, etc., do they live with all their family and everyone? Exactly. Like, don't they have their families in Ghana? I mean, you have majority of your siblings or your relatives living in Ghana, the place you call hopeless. And that's where the challenge comes in. The point is that when they go out there and they pass such comments, it actually makes it um, more like, uh, it paints a picture for like the people who are in our country now who actually would want to now do every single thing to 
get to have a feel of where exactly they are talking about. Yeah. And you know, when they go there, the experiences differ. And nobody really talks <laughs> about the stories of the mm-hmm. world and all those things. Mm-hmm. It's always about the good sides and all those things. And so I think it's more dangerous when we make it that way. And by doing so, then it means that we're actually getting people in the country who are saying, that, okay, there is no work, but then are full-time employees of Japan. Like, <laughs> all they do, they are live everything, morning, afternoon, evening. All they do think about is to Japan. Japan. And people are investing so much money they could have probably invested in businesses, Surely. into traveling, and are being duped. We are creating, like, it's, it's crazy. a whole lot. It's people crazy. are spending so much money they would ideally not have spent on creating businesses and creating the opportunities they talk about. They are spending those monies into traveling. I mean, of course, I agree with Karim when he says that when you get the opportunity, the genuine opportunity, go out there of course the challenges we are facing in ghana they are global challenges you sit in classrooms where you have global representation you get to understand the challenges from global perspectives you come back you fix the issues that you talk about but then when you say that all i want to do is i want to just go Mm. if even if it's taiwan wherever it is i just want to go and so people are spending millions and ten thousands of ghana cities to like i mean Hundred thousand plus, mm. like someone has it in his account. In Ghana, and he wants so Ghana to is hard. Yeah. It's to live the country. Yeah, but I Ghana mean, is hard. I mean, I mean, you can you can raise you can raise one dollars to pay a Canadian yeah, but connection. Some, the, the no, but Peku, imagine if you are investing that amount of but money. But the thinking is there are people who put Kaim, their money in government Kaim. bonds and yeah, the bonds people, have just exactly, collapsed. That's what I was coming to. The bonds have collapsed. There are people who started business. There are people who started business. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if you are able to raise $10,000, $20,000, what does that say about the kind of individual that you are? <laughs> it means that you have good fundraising exactly. skills. It, no, no, hold on. It means that some people, the $10,000 mm-hmm. is all they've ever had mm-hmm. in their life. Mm-hmm. This and, is what they, they, they've, they've gone to Gra- do. $10,000 now, they quite rich, you know. What's the plan? For me, that's, that's, that's the question. No. What's the plan? Karim, Ka- I'll come back for you to expand on that point. You made a good point there, but let me go to my Zoom guest and then I'll be back. I mean, Wanda... What does this say about the country? If people are willing to spend all that they have, $10,000, $20,000, put it all to connection men, visas, visa fee, whatever, 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 just so that they can leave the country. It tells you that these are people who just do not believe that this is a place they can just live in dignity, isn't it? Yes, uh, it depends. Like I indicated earlier, it depends on why the person is living. If the person is living the mindset to some people just don't permanent. have any plans, they just want to go. They have a two-year visa. They hope that that, that they can expand that visa later or extend it. They just want to leave. They just want to go. Have you cross a bridge filter? Yes, yes. Most people do because of the financial instability in Africa. Most people do. And when they get to the US, what they do is that they they, they do what we call the adjustment of status. So with time, they become illegal migrants. With time. So they quickly try to adjust their status to come back into status once in the U.S. or Canada. And once they do that, they're able to now file for their loved ones back mm-hmm. home. They can go back home or they can just file to bring their wife or their children. And they're of the view that mm-hmm. by that, yes, mm-hmm. by that, they will be able to... Hey, well, Zoom meeting, Yara. Well, Hello. well, apologies for that. I think that there's someone online. So, gentlemen on Zoom, if you are not speaking, if you can kindly mute so that the others can make the point and then you can come in back. Apologize for that. Um, Wanda, you are making a point. By that, they'll be able to bring their loved ones, their spouse and their children to the U.S. And you know that in the U.S., 
for, for children, for example, they're able to school for elementary to secondary school for free, for free. And you know the standard of education here is quite high. Now, for those who come here for schooling, some do that because after school, there's what we call the OPT. So for STEM program, you are given a two years working permit to work in the U.S. just after school. And I can tell you that that two years of working in the U.S., the money that the person will accumulate within just two years of being an office proper job after schooling in the U.S., that person will be able to save a lot within that short time. And if that person decides to go back to Ghana, the person will have a solid financial uh, standpoint. Though most of them do not even go back. Now, if you do a non-STEM program, like you come here, you do a master's in political science, sociology, that, those are non-STEM programs. Even with that, you are given a work permit, what, what, under what we call OPT, for one year. And most of them, just by the time they finish the one year, they're able to adjust their status. So there are different reasons, like you indicated, that people just travel without any plans. And I will not mention them. Somebody came here to the U.S. just three days ago, and I, I had to, I, I received a distress call. And the person is just at the airport. He has arrived, he has gone through immigration, and he's stranded. So quickly, I had to call somebody in New York. Now look, there's a Ghanaian at the Times Square. Can you pick him for me? They picked him, and by the grace of God, now somebody has even, I shouldn't say this on air, they've given me a papers, and the person has started working. But how can you just travel from Ghana and arrive in the U.S.? And then you say that the person you are expecting didn't show up, and you are just standing at the airport. And it's just like coming from all the way from Tamalian, arriving at New Plaza Station. You don't know who to go to. So I asked myself, if I wasn't online that day, to quickly call somebody in New York to pick him up, so what would the person have been doing? So it's good to travel, but you must travel with a plan. You must travel with a strategy. That is the best way. And I agree with your, your, your man in the studio there. You see, if the opportunity presents itself, take it. Take it. If you, you get a, full, a fully funded scholarship to come and do a PhD or master's, why would you say no? You, you take it. But if you also do a good job in Ghana, you must live properly. So if you are living in Ghana, maybe you take a leave or something. You don't just leave the job and take the opportunity. When you do that after school, it will be difficult for you to return to secure your job. Mm, very difficult for you to return. And so some people actually leave. They say steady leave. And then hopefully they can come back. If not, if they get some place to be there, that's also good. I mean, really great points there that you make there, Wanda. And you wonder, Wanda comes in with some lot of expertise because he's an immigration lawyer. I mean, you might not lose with Jay. I mean, what, 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 what do you say to the points that have been made? Karim says, well, have a plan before you go. David makes the point that, well, People ordinarily would want to have a plan before they go, but they just get to the point where they just feel like nothing. So get us in there, then Papa Ni will come and join me in studio. We'll do the text messages. Right, Kuku. So, I mean, the the point is that, I mean, as human as we are, humans, we gravitate towards civilization, and we all actually would want to see the better side of our lives. So possibly people migrating is actually... I mean, like the new thing now, but I've always maintained that it is not a new thing. I mean, the hope that people would want to see in Ghana, you would definitely see it because just that maybe we 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 might not see like possibly that glaring hope now, but like in the future, there's actually going to be hope. If you look at, I mean, the history of the UK, the Greek people started reading and writing. Whilst even in the United Kingdom, they were just a bunch of illiterate. It took time. Things take time, and I believe that possibly it will be better. 
I mean, things take time. There are those in Ghana who just believe that, well, will things ever get better? Because they're looking at their life in 2016, and they're looking at it now, or 2017 till now. Do they feel that there's been any change? I mean, let's go and do some social media comments. I'll come back in studio, we'll go around the table, and then we can wrap up. Yeah, David, I'll be back. I'll be back to you shortly. Let's do some social media comments and then let's get back into it. My man Papani joins me in studio. Papani, are you looking to jackpot or you want to stay? One second. See, if you give me two CDs and invest, I'm a cool. <laughs> Good point there. Let's let's do some social media comments. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. So, well, this is an interesting one, even though I'd, or, ordinarily I shouldn't be reading it, but mm. says she won't give it as a name. But she says, She's been managed. She's, she's, she works as a manager in Ghana here, but about eight of her colleagues are now in abroad, UK, Canada, and the others, and they are much better than her in terms of finances. Right? They are earning far better than her now. Her remuneration has even been reduced further because of the Almighty debt exchange, uh, debt exchange program. Yeah. So I mean, sorry for you, but certainly fertile grounds for you to travel at this point quickly let's do some of the story uh, that we've seen here there was this one uh, that i really want to bring to you so it says um, i hold a master's in hr two first degrees in llb and a bachelor's degree in english i currently work for a travel agency with a salary one cannot write home about i came across a junior of mine in maryland last december Eba. maryland the music i know in ghana US. who works in a shopping mall who takes home after tax, almost four thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. Can you convert that for us? Four thousand three hundred fifty dollars. Even if you do ten, that is forty-three thousand. That's for the Ghana cities. That's a month after tax. <laughs> Bear in mind, this junior never further education after senior high school. Some of us have tried to make it here in Ghana, but it looks like the system here has been set up to make us fail. Thank you very much for your message. Let's do uh, a couple of other ones here. This one says, um, "Kweku." How can you live in a country where only the politicians are enjoying the national kick, but their work doesn't bring any change in the lives of the masses? There is hope for the youth of this country. We will surely live for greener pastures. <laughs> I don't know how you put those two sentences together. There's hope in the country. There's no hope. Oh, there's no hope. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yao from Nungwa, thank you very much for connecting with us. Well, quickly, I know you have some of the messages yeah. um, let, as well. Let, yeah, let, let's do this. It says... So after running away from the economic guru to digitalization guru, we are still having nurture problems at our polling stations. Okay, this guy makes the point about Dr. Baumia and why, how he believes that Dr. Baumia has not changed the fortunes of the economy. But Michael Papani, thank you very much for joining us in studio with the comments that we've had. You, you have one interesting one you want to make? I know if you've been following social media, you know there was a big uh, um, exhibition at yeah. the Moving Big Hotel today. today. And someone, someone was there, says, today at Moving Big Hotel, thousands of graduates were willing to travel but not necessarily want to go to school mm, they actually people who, who they say that actually say that we are going to school they get student visa they go there they just do everything else but schooling i mean it's crazy i mean uh debbie you wanted to make a point there before we went to do the social media comment i mean i just you know there was a message i just came in from my my colleague um kundi mm. and he says that where where is the hope you apply program safe the agency no get courtesy talk you say they no go give you the offer mm. and it is basically about you know a, you know a, i don't want to mention the organization's name here because of of course um other situations but you see the thing is the the the, the hope where is the hope mm. that's the question where is the hope 
you know, I'm not trying to be the devil's advocate, yeah, right? Yeah, We're talking yeah, about yeah. the fact that, you know, people can invest their money into businesses and all that. There are people who are investing their money into businesses in Ghana here, and the businesses are collapsing. And it is not because the people are not putting in the effort to make their businesses right, but because the system is not favoring them to be able to make things work. Again, you are also having people who don't have the correct attitudes managing businesses in Ghana. You employ somebody and the person is unable to, you know, just messes your business up because it is not his business. Again, all these things that we are talking about, the reason why people are not taking the kind of opportunities that are here is because the opportunities do not give what will allow people to live the kind of life that they envisage right so somebody is saying if i'm a cleaner in ghana here i come and clean this office every day there's no um wage whatever that you're supposed to take so you come you clean every day you get your 100 cities or 500 cities at the end of the month you go and do this same work somewhere else and you are getting like triple or four times the same amount. Be- so because, because you are getting it in USD. Mm. Okay. I mean, you are getting it in USD, but do the math. Mm. But could do the math. No, you don't need to do any math. Four thousand dollars. When you, you know, when that, that, that money that you Michelle, have, Michelle, uh, Michelle, uh, Michelle, uh, Michelle, you, you okay to see? Enjoy yourself. You are not shy to say I, I am a cleaner in the UK. You are not shy. Because somebody in the office can feed, you can also feed, buy whatever you want. But in Ghana, it's not like that. Well, who, I have a message from Manor Kranti. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, me, let me take that. Manor says, at this point, it's not negotiable to have a member of the family earning in dollars or pounds. Ideally, the government should be able to provide a safety net in the country. It doesn't exist. You have to now create it yourself. And, and what better way to create that net than to end in dollars or pounds? It's not easy staying in a brochure, but that's a better net for you and your family. Yeah, if you send 300 pounds to Ghana, that's a whole two-month salary for someone for someone in Ghana. Money you can get in two nights in the UK. If there's an emergency in your family right now, can your salary save you? Manol there sends that point. Let me take this message. <laughs> is really earning very good very money in the good, UK. Good money I, there. I mean, Peter, Peter Kielsen says, I think it's skewed. The travel propaganda is only seasonal. Between August and October, a lot of people travel to school abroad, and in this December, you will have a massive influx of business in the country. Zinema, yes, it is. This guy also talks about skill mobility. And then I have one from Salon Dramani who talks about the, the, the exodus because people just are fed up. I mean, Karim, let's 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 wrap up with you. I think I it's, mean I think it's peer pressure. Mm. A lot of people are leaving because Sally only be a down sorry. Karim, you really believe someone wakes up in the morning and looks at themselves and think they want to just be in the US because of peer pressure? Karim, no. Someone says that she was managing people and just because the people there are earning far better than her now, she wants to leave. If it's not peer pressure, what is it? A lot of us are not content with what we have. You want to live big, you want to live large. These are some of the issues you are going to come up with. Someone earns $4,000 in the States. How much do they pay for rent? 1500 bucks is gone. Right, thousand five hundred insurance. Insurance. I mean, like you medical insurance is state. You don't so buy it outright. Like, you're gonna have to pay for the car every month. That bit of the money is gone. You're gonna be paying car insurance. That bit of the money is gone. Utility bills, internet, and all of that. As I said, I don't have a problem if anybody wants to live. But before you get out of this country. What is your plan? What's your plan? Why are you stepping out? What are you going to do? But, how much are you going to earn when you? Go? How something? much are you going to be saving? Yes. Do you Ca- intend to come? These are questions, questions that you, you want. Need you need to, to ask, ask themselves. Good point, Karim. I don't have a problem. If the opportunity comes, cool. please go. Take it. Good point, Michelle. You want to make a point? Do that in five, yeah, ten seconds, so that we can wrap up. Ten seconds. Yeah, just yeah, just a quick one. You know, 
I have a school in Ghana, all right? I didn't just, I have a school in Ghana apart from coming here. The, the point is that even to get loans in Ghana to open up, the huge interest on them. Let's not think about people just want to come here. The point is, if you have a Mercedes-Benz in Ghana, in the same mind you used to have that Mercedes-Benz in Ghana, you bring it to the UK, you can still be driving a defender. You can still be you can still be defending. I mean, good point there made by our guest. I mean, great point is there. David Quay, Omar Farouk, Eradams Karim, Michelle, Joshua Pei, Imano Usweje, Wanda Victor Kuto. Really great show that we've had today about the conversation about whether to Japan or not. A happy birthday to you, my brother, Tenji Hudson. I mean, live long and live large. I know you are looking forward to Japan, but listen, let's all stay here and let's build a country. As for me, well, my point is really is that, listen, Charlie, okay, you let me not see what I think, but I'll see you soon. I mean, the library is up next with Andy Dossi, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Don't miss out. Stay tuned. My name is Kiku Asante. This has been Ghana Connect. I'll see you soon.